Hi, I'm Jason Wachab, founder and CEO of My Buddy Green, the best-selling author of Wealth, and your host for the My Buddy Green podcast, where I'll be bringing you deep and insightful dialogues with some of the greatest minds in wellness. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends and family. And don't forget to visit us at mybuddygreen.com for your daily dose of wellness. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. You're not just imagining it. Distractions are everywhere. From social media on our phones to stray thoughts in our heads, there's a lot that can steal focus away from having a productive, motivated day. When it comes to re-energizing and resetting, maybe you already have a mindful meditation practice. A natural brain booster like Omax Cognitive Boost from Omax Health may even help support next-level mental performance, improving daily focus and clarity, and right now, they're giving MBG listeners a sweet deal. 70% off a one-month supply. Here's the deal. Backed by three decades of clinical studies, the team of scientists behind Cognitive Boost set out to create a more advanced omega-3 supplement to support brain function. They focused on two essential brain health nutrients, the long-chain omega-3 fatty acid DHA, which is most often associated with brain development and learning, and alpha-GPC, which plays a role in memory and recall. Both nutrients support healthy brain function individually, but the aha moment came when the team discovered that combining the two in a dual-action formula boosts cognition in a major way. Now you can save 70% off a one-month supply of Cognitive Boost plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to omaxboost.com slash mindbodygreen to take advantage of this great offer. That's omaxboost.com slash mindbodygreen for 70% off a one-month supply. This episode of the MBG Podcast is brought to you by Ohm Mushrooms. They have expertly crafted premium, certified organic, and non-GMO project verified mushroom superfood powders. When it comes to superfoods, mushrooms are front and center as they deserve every ounce of their fame. Ohm Mushroom Superfood Powders have been expertly crafted to support things like immunity, gut health, brain health, and women's wellness, which are endlessly important aspects of health. They even have a blend tailored to all of you high-performance athletes out there. From Shaga and Cordyceps to Reishi, Lion's Mane, and Turkey Tail, Ohm works with the most scientifically studied mushrooms, each with their own functional superpower. You can put them in your smoothies, coffees, teas, or even overnight oats for an added superfood boost during the day, or you can put them into your favorite salad dressing or soup for dinner. With no added sugars, fillers, or artificial ingredients, each serving of Ohm provides whole food nutrition that's vegan and gluten-free. Ohm was founded by Sandra Carter, an integrative health expert with a PhD who also has a master's in public health, and Steve Farrar, a renowned mycologist or a scientist who studies fungi which sounds like a pretty cool job. They both have a deep passion for mushrooms and want you to be able to experience their extraordinary benefits too. All of their mushrooms are organically grown the way nature intended at their indoor farm in California. They're cultivated, dried, milled, and then packaged to make sure that innate healing benefits are retained. This means that the full spectrum of benefits, including super antioxidants, beta-glucans, prebiotics, and digestive enzymes are all finding their way to your body where they'll help support your optimal health. Learn more about Ohm at ohmmushrooms.com and enjoy 20% off for all MindBuddyGreen listeners. Use the code MBG20. That's MBG20 at ohmmushrooms.com. Try Ohm Mushroom Superfood Powders and elevate your energy, immunity, and vitality. Hey everyone, I hope you don't mind the brief interruption, but I wanted to take a minute to share something I'm really excited about right now. In today's world, many people simply view food as sustenance, entertainment, or even worse, as the enemy. But that's not how it should be, and definitely not how it has to be. What people often forget is that food fuels us, nourishes us, and is one of the most powerful, and not to mention affordable, pathways to our greatest well-being. That is why we here at Mind Buddy Green, along with some of the world's top functional health experts, have created the first ever functional nutrition program, a comprehensive training built to help you discover how you can unlock the healing powers of food. 
featuring the techniques of renowned experts like Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Frank Lippman, Dr. Vincent Pedre, Kelly Levesque, and more. I don't- By enrolling in this one-of-a-kind opportunity, you'll learn how you can heal your gut, improve your digestion, and fight inflammation, how you can use food to enhance the health of your brain and fight autoimmune disease, how to heal your thyroid, slow the aging process, and pick the perfect supplement to complement your functional nutrition habits, plus lifestyle changes you can start making today to prevent disease and promote lung longevity. Essentially, you'll learn how to heal the body through the power of food so that you can feel rejuvenated and more alive than you ever thought possible. On top of all of this, as a student in the program, you'll receive total access to over 160 video lessons, live office hours with all instructors at various points throughout the program, exclusive self-paced content to deepen your functional nutrition knowledge, including an array of thorough study guides, writing assignments and quizzes, discussion boards to interact with other students, and the Mind Body Green Functional Nutrition Guide Certification, the MBG FNG, upon completion of the program, and so much more. Now, just because we're so excited about this program and so excited for you to start mastering the concept of functional food, we're offering you an exclusive deal. If you sign up today, you can get this comprehensive, first-of-its-kind program for $600 off the original price, so don't wait. To sign up for this exclusive deal today, go to mindbodygreen.com slash unlock. That's mindbodygreen.com slash unlock. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this exciting news, and we hope that you'll join us by making the Mind Body Green Functional Nutrition Program part of your journey toward optimal well-being. Hey, everybody. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you all for listening to the podcast and to say that we want to listen to you. So if you have any questions... Any dream guests, we are all ears. I would love to hear from you. So ask me anything and stay tuned for the answers or your dream guests on this very podcast. Send your questions to podcast at mindbodygreen.com. That's podcast at mindbodygreen.com. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. Thanks so much. And let's go back to the podcast. Every startup has a story, but this one is pretty unique and starts back in the 80s with Bud Keith, the father of our two guests, Lee and Bill Keith, who are the co-founders of Perfect Bar, one of our favorite brands here at Mind Body Green. They are two of 13 siblings who are part of this story as they created one of the most successful and iconic brands in natural products today. Bill, Lee, welcome. Hi, thank so you for So happy to us. be here. Very cool studio. Thank you so much. Well, it's an honor to have you guys. One of my favorite brands. When Perfect Bar comes to the office, it leaves the office very, very <laughs> quickly. It goes in the fridge and then they're just empty. Mysteriously disappear. We hear that yeah. a lot. I think we may have to put on like the camera to watch you. You know, we had folks telling us that we're the lost leaders in their department. <laughs> and I, I'm like, ah. Oh. So you're, it's a compliment. So loss <laughs> prevention at various retailers is basically... <laughs> I kid you not. He almost thought about discontinuing us because of that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, welcome to the podcast. You guys have built an incredible brand, an incredible product. Um, but with every incredible brand and incredible product, there's there's often an incredible story. And let's talk about that story and your dad and how this all started. The perfect bar journey, where did it begin? I mean, really, we have to look back to the 1960s. Um, our dad was a pioneer in health food, and he he was the vice president of the Lame Paris organization, which was essentially the organization uh, responsible for the Jacqueline uh, TV shows and fitness shows back in the 60s. Um, so as he progressed, he started looking at different products. He started formulating products for Jacqueline and um, very eccentric guy. Um, in the 80s, he got to a point in his life where he was done sort of running the rat race mm-hmm. and he wanted to travel the country. And so I'll never forget it. He he went in, called a family meeting together, which we had a lot of family meetings. And at, at the time, it was eight children. Maybe six. This this okay. is super early on. Super Maybe early. four of us. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about mid-80s, late-80s. So you're right, about six kids. So we got together as a family, and he told us, he said, we're going to go on the biggest adventure of your life. And we started traveling the country in a motorhome. 
And that continued for the next about seven, eight years. And Eventually it grew into a bus because they kept having kids. Love you, mom. Um, Are more kids coming during the... During Absolutely. the traveling, yes. I think a sister was born in Utah, another in Texas, another in Arizona. Kids on the road, literally. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, of course, as little kids, we were homeschooled as well. You know, our dad, he, he had really turned a corner in his life when we came along and he married our mom in the early 80s. Um, he had done the rat race. He had worked in, you know, the corporate world and he wasn't the best businessman. He, he'd give all of his ideas away. He really just wanted people to have, you know, all the possibility to learn how to eat better, take care of themselves. He believed in mind, body, spirit. With that, there's a lot of, you know, smart business folks out there that would take advantage of that giving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we saw, we've seen cool photos of him at neat Hollywood parties and tuxedos with Elvis Presley. And we're like, where are those days, dad? We're like living in Yosemite. (laughs) We never saw that side of him. Yeah. And so when we came along, it was, we don't need money. Um, All we need is each other, nature and good food. And, um, we'll, you know, give everything we have to others. So yeah, a bunch of homeschooled kids making kids on the road and uh, traveling as he lectured. He'd lecture, you know, at the, the New York Yankees or L- LA Dodgers or the, the Navy Mayo SEAL Clinic. pentathlon team or Mayo Clinic. He'd have an auditorium of a thousand people. Um, and then we'd sit in a woman's living room as he spent eight hours counseling her one-on-one. So it was anywhere and everywhere um, he could spread that good word that he learned of um, health and wellness and and truly how you eat has a direct impact on how you feel. So he was like a wellness preacher. He oh, absolutely yeah. was. No certifications of any kind. I think he barely made Just it through like high today. school. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> totally. Yeah. During this time, he tried to, you know, because we're on the road so much, it's it's tough to get all of our greens and our, and our vegetables and our fruit and so he had this whole food powder business and he would make whole food supplementation. So, um, one of the supplements was a green powder and it was eight different foods rich in greens. The other one was a vitamin C, eight different foods rich in vitamin C, an enzyme tablet, a B vitamin tablet, a calcium tablet. And he had all these different foods that he would give us on a regular schedule through supplementation and feed us kids. So as children, we hated taking our supplements, and so we'd hide them in the bus. Remember that? And he went through the bus, and he'd find these supplements all throughout the bus. Just and he he came to the realization with our mom that our children are not eating their supplements. So let's grind these supplements into a powder, blend it with organic nut butter and honey, and we'll we'll make these little protein balls. And needless to say, when we were eating those protein balls, it was the best thing that he'd make. I mean, oh, he yeah. had a lot of concoctions that weren't the tastiest. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's he obviously the original juicer. We'd juice anything, didn't matter what it was, and be drinking it down. We'd drink raw egg shakes with carob powder and honey and water and um, liver and just, yeah. And it was nutrition first and then taste second. Um, but with these daddy bars that we called them um, – <laughs> It, it was so tasty. So that was our dessert. And little did we know in the cooler, every time, you know, for dessert every day, we'd take a little ball and, um, you know, power through that and love it. We were eating those five supplements that he was trying to get us to eat. So that's the origination of the, uh, yeah. the recipe. So that was, yeah. So that was the foundation of the recipe. Um, in the early 90s, he had a big desire to help different folks with incurable diseases. And he'd go to a point to where... If someone was reaching out to him and saying that the doctors never or the doctors don't have the answer for me, um, he'd say, I want you to come live with us. And we had folks living with us throughout our young adult life, Crohn's disease, MS disease, even cerebral palsy, which is, you know, at birth. These different folks would come in and he'd have an amazing results doing oxygen therapy, reflexology, a complete mind, body, soul transformation. One of his patients was actually Jordan Rubin, um, oh, with the founder funny. of Jordan. Yeah. yeah, the founder of Garden of Life, and uh, and Jordan actually mentions him in the preface of his book as the eccentric nutritionist, Doctor Bud Keith. So this is the life that we had. So in the early two thousands, um, I, I was off to college. 
my father uh, ended up getting skin cancer. He he was a natural bodybuilder back in the 60s. He did the natural tanning, and that was before we knew a lot of the harmful oh, the effects. Bags, yeah. And because of that, he started getting these spots, and it got progressively worse. And in 2005, I got the dreaded call that, hey, I was playing basketball in college at the time. And um, we got the dreaded call saying, our, your father's in the hospital, he's sick, and he, uh, you need to come home and help because we're out of money, and we're going to lose our house and um, we're going to lose everything yeah. that we have. And Dad, he, you know, didn't believe in modern medicine, nor would that maybe have helped him through melanoma because there isn't a cure. But he did battle it for probably 15 years, which is pretty phenomenal. Um, without ever going to the doctor, he didn't believe in pain medication. Um, so as he progressively got sicker and the mel- and the melanoma was on his head, um, that put a, a real toll on our family. Um, and those were some tough emotional times. The youngest was three years old when we started Perfect Bar. You know, there was eight kids, nine kids at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so the origination then of the business, we had been making Perfect Bars. We started making them when I was 10, Bill was 13, in little Ziploc bags. Our dad helped us make a label. Read, we'd uh, give them to friends. We'd give them to friends. It was kind of our version of a lemonade stand with selling Perfect Bars. We'd raise enough money to go to Disneyland with our whole family. Like, he kind of <laughs> raised us, well, if you want something here, you know, make this product, buy the ingredients. We were buying the ingredients from Sprouts, you know, um, yeah, Henry's or whatever it's called back then. But um, anyway, so kind of knowing the structure of a business, having seen him always have products that he'd sell, um, you know, when he really couldn't support our family any longer, we came together and said, you know, what ideas do we have? Because I was enrolled as a freshman in college. I had been homeschooled. I, I was really setting out in the world to you know, make something of myself, do something sturdy. Of course, as a kid and a teenager like that, you want opposite of what you had. You know, I want... We rebelled and wanted certainty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it was like, I want to be in one... (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I want to be in one place. I want to be in one house, you know. But now I look back and we appreciate that crazy out-of-the-box eccentric childhood because it gave us no boundaries. It was limitless, the possibilities. um, And we really had no fear. There was no nothing to lose. So as we built our business, you know, there wasn't some security blanket waiting for us that we can fall back on. It really, mm-hmm. we were all in from day one, but yeah, we got together and said, you know, we need to do something bigger than our hourly jobs to take care of everybody. Our parents had a property that they were months behind on. Um, so we convinced them to, to sell that house and, Give us the equity with Bill's business plan that he wrote out, which was a hundred thousand in equity, sixty-five thousand of which we had to buy a candy wrapper machine. So we were all in on that one piece of equipment. We bought some rolling pins and uh, set up shop. Might have been in Mom's dining room to begin no with. No doubt. Well, and, and it was an interesting time. What year was this? This was in two thousand five. It was an interesting time because. While we were young and had all this ambition, sort of some blind faith until this point had like no fear. And we had everything to lose at the same time. You know, our, our mother not really having any other situation to fall back on. Um, she completely believed in our kids and allowed us to make that heavy move of, you know, moving to a rental, taking the finances, pur- uh, purchasing inventory. Um, and then we needed operating capital uh, again, mind you, we had no retailers committing. We just started building a kitchen without any retail commitments. I mean, it was unreal how we approached this. Um, and because of that, we ended up getting into severe debt. Um, it was the time where I, I got multiple credit cards and I literally had a book of credit cards that was paying off another one. Um, we were hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and it was going nowhere quickly. We actually got down to where I, I brought the family in. I said, I don't know how we're going to survive another 30 days. I don't know physically how we can do it. So at that time, we we got together. We went to this Harmony Festival. And I love telling the turning point. You know, the turning point in any business is just a fascinating spot because you really – all of us had a motto leaving that meeting, and Lee remembers what it is. We had Mattishah who playing Jerusalem. <laughs> that? Had, that was sort of our go-to when we, because we hand-rolled the bars and we'd package them. 
is if we're going to fail, we're going to fail just going hard and, and with our head up, um, and really believing we did everything we can. That's a, that's a big load of words to anybody that said, do whatever it takes. I mean, that's, you'd be surprised what you can do. So we got to the point to where we went to this harmony festival and it was in Santa Rosa, California. And a lot of folks are having a great time, great music. Um, and they're loving peanut butter and honey. <laughs> they're, they're just loving it. So we would sell unbelievable amounts of bars, $15,000 and be enough to float us a couple, couple months. Um, at this harmony festival, I end up running into the Berkeley whole foods buyer and, uh, she's just a, a grocery buyer and she goes, Oh my gosh, you know, this product is wonderful. I'm going to get you in my store. And she took on and championed the brand and, you know, I, I didn't hear from her for a while. Um, and then I found out, Hey, in order to get in, we need to get regional approval. And so I ended up going to the regional office and didn't have an appointment. Um, I found out later as I walk in that, Hey, you can't be a solicitor. You don't have an appointment. I was getting ready to walk out. She comes in, you know, and she grabs me by the hand. Sometimes you need that disruptor in life, that person that's not going to follow the rules. She says, Oh, we don't need that. And she walks me to the back. And I'll never forget the buyer looks and goes, what? Uh, I don't have an appointment. You don't have an appointment. You got to stop barging in on me like this. And she goes, oh, just listen to what he has to say. This is the best bar you've ever had. And, and I get up there nervously and just spill my heart out on how we were going to change the industry. And with this refrigerated bar and how it was so unique and you know, just Our packaging bleed. was made on Microsoft yeah. Word at that time, so it was a real innovative <laughs> product. And we were so sad <laughs> as far as the brand. Like, you know, but we had a great product. We had a great well, recipe. That's, that's really all we had. It, a lot of passion. You know, we had the signpost along the way saying whoever tried the product and understood the nutrition would say, this is the best bar I've ever had. And you hear that enough and it motivates you saying, gosh, there's a lot of folks that believe this. Um, and believe in us. So, so anyway, we got, we got the approval for one store, the Berkeley store. How many SKUs? And just for three SKUs. What were the first three okay, SKUs? Okay. It's peanut butter, fruit and net, and carob. Carob chip. Carob yeah, chip. Still going. <laughs> Seeing its last so, day, possibly. It could be. Soon. Oh no. It could Dark be. chocolate chip is, uh. Dark chocolate chip is pretty awesome. It's that pretty one's amazing. hard to beat. So, yeah. It's hard to beat. Our sister wants to hold on to carob chip. I think she's going to make it secretly in the kitchen to keep it, it alive. You know, we'll always have that formula. We'll always. I'll make it in my kitchen if I have to. <laughs> we love carob. So again, walking out, I, I remember I say, Hey, how long before we get to expand into more doors? And he goes, Oh, hold on. You call me back in 30 days and almost just a little reluctant, obviously. And so for those 30 days, I showered at the local gym, slept in my car because, you know, our kitchen was Sacramento and demoed straight for 30 days. So every day. Every single day, morning to night, because really it was our last shot. You know, financially, if that didn't work, we had to fall back. We didn't know what we were going to fall back on. It was a really scary time. You probably sold like 15,000, 20,000 bars in that Unbelievable amount. In that one I mean, unbelievable. All we needed response. was a shelf, right? right? And a table to stand behind. And if we had the opportunity to put samples in people's mouths and a place for them to buy it, we, we'd be off to the races. We knew mm -hmm. that, you know, and so we had one store now in so the entire US. We had one Whole Foods and of course, calling back the buyer. He was flabbergasted with the results and we ended up getting into 10 more stores and that was the turning point in our organization and that's when we started to flourish. And you know, it's, it, you gotta think about the landscape of the refrigerator set in 2005, there was 2006. No bar. There certainly was There's no bar. No bar. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. we're still the only bar in most cases, but there also wasn't, um, their uh, Chobani wasn't on the scene yet, or yeah. kombucha, or functional beverage, or cold brew. Was or, like GT was like mm -hmm. going. That was GT it. was new. You know, it was really naked juice, um, yeah. Florida's natural orange juice, the eggs. That's where we were merchandise next to. It wasn't as functional, fresh, different options. Now you see truffles and protein. This and there's a, a you know I love it. A lot more options coming into the refrigerator. So, but back then we sat you know next to the orange juice or the eggs and. 
we had to stand behind demo so tables out of place. and sell people one at a time. But um, brilliant though, because being out of place is often good. Like the last thing you want is to be on a crowded shelf. If I go to the bar aisle and I see a thousand bars, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. What do I it's buy? True. If I go by the refrigerator, hmm, what's this bar next to juice? Interesting. You're exactly right. And the fact that it is fresh and cold press, customers love that. And, you know, again, it's a big selling point for us. And so by being out of place, we were able to start what is now an 11-year road of creating the fresh snacking set. Well, 11 years after that. 11 years after years. that. 13 yeah. years. So yeah. 11 after to that, give yeah. people a sense of like how far you've come on that journey, like how, how big is the business today in terms of how many SKUs, retailers, employees, yeah. revenue, whatever you can yes, share? Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're in 20,000 retailers, uh, wow. retailers like, uh, Starbucks and Trader Joe's and, you know, of course, Whole Foods and. You're in Trader Joe's. That's uh, a big deal. Yes. Because absolutely. usually that doesn't happen. It's a tough it's, it's account to get like into. It's basically private label or you don't get in. Only 13% of their products, I believe my stats right, is, um, branded products. The rest wow. are private labeled. Mm-hmm. So that's a. We're excited to have three SKUs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, a fourth seasonal coming. Fourth seasonal. I don't know <laughs> if you're allowed to share that. Bill, well, this, oh, this is, this is going to air probably in August, September. Okay, perfect. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye out for some seasonal. Um, they've been an amazing partner so far, but, you know, like you mentioned, Starbucks and Target being terrific partner. Um, but retailers like Walmart as well are if really getting wow. behind the, the fresh snacking movement, um, Project Verified, USDA Organic, um, Costco, of course, being a huge proponent of organic. It's really shifted the landscape or the landscape's really shifted in the last three years four years i'd say for sure really the last three i would say but we you know we talk we've talked about that we're we were bootstrapped for the first that that initial hundred thousand that packaging machine that first amount of you know peanuts we purchased and then we're all moved into one house that was the only equity we ever were the only Mm -hmm. financing outside capital we had for the first 10 years so we we really just refined our business processes, our terms from our payables and our receivables, mm-hmm. our vendor relationships. We treated everyone we were working with like extended family, and in turn, they really looked out for mm-hmm. us, where we were getting paid in 10 days, and we can pay our vendors in 30, and if we couldn't, they'd float us. And from wrapping companies, we still use the same carton company mm-hmm. out of um, Los Angeles. You know, it, it you really can you know, stretch those, those relationships matter more than you think. Absolutely. And it, it was able to help us self-fund our business for the 10 years. Wait, and to get back to your point about just the size of the company, um, 20,000 stores, you know, like about 110 employees, um, available uh, in all 50 states, available of in all 50 states were, were the number one refrigerated bar in the country. Um, were one of the fastest growing bars period in the country. What other fun stats do we have? Uh, We make up just over 1% of total bar sales nationwide Mm -hmm. here domestically. Um, And we're going up against, that's all the bars. There's four, more than 4,000 SKUs on the market. So our little 13 SKUs, five to eight of which are usually in retail, that's making up 1% of the bar sales. A little over 1%. Okay. But we... Uh, for last 52 weeks, we're more than 10% of the entire category's growth from wow. our brand alone. Um, so that stat is really exciting. Um, it ladders back up to what the refrigerator aisles are doing for grocery stores. The perimeter uh, fridge fridge items altogether are growing 2.7 times faster than the inner dry aisles. So we're really seeing people, instead of pantry loading, stocking their refrigerator, right? You can really eat more of all of your daily essentials out of your fridge as opposed to your well, you're pantry. You're on the perimeter too, which is mm-hmm. everyone says stay away from the center aisle. Like exactly. from, I don't know if you guys knew all that going oh, in, yeah. but like just the positioning of being refrigerator, perimeter, everyone's mm-hmm. in the middle. We didn't know like, much going into but, the game. But, but we knew brilliant. we had a great recipe yeah. and it had to be in the that was that was the extent but of our so brilliant everyone will always say like stay away refrigerator and frozen are the toughest aisles to get into because the cost and the real estate like to get in there like you you, you have to kill it otherwise mm-hmm. you're not you're exactly it. right the, the double edged sword yeah. the turn requirements and the velocities that you have to hit are higher um but you know what i feel i feel like it forced us to really get active in the field and we have a really good field team we have people that are passionate you know, that love, 
Uh, Jason's company. got a tattoo of our old logo. Literally, we shout out tat- to Jason. Tattooed um, our Jason? logo. Jason Smith. Our field team. He's uh, engaged, by the way. We just had a bachelor party. A little, little but he, <laughs> he put our logo on his shoulder, and then we rebranded like two months later. <laughs> oh, my God. But the beast is still on the package. It's still there. Did he know about the rebrand? <laughs> he did not. <laughs> so. Bless his heart. We still have that beat on the package. He's got, another, he's got another arm. He does. True. Yeah, you do, Jason. Listen in. Uh, no, it's great. Such such loyalty and, and um we, I, I, you know, I, we really look toward the, the two things that we always keep our focus on is the product quality and our people. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, that's all that matters. You know, everything else will come if you make a great product and you take care of your people. And third, of course, is your planet. And that's where we're sure. leaning in on our sustainability and, um, you know, what we're already doing. Anyway, we can get into that, but, yeah. um, so what yeah. are some of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way about building a business? I would say for me... And working with all of your siblings. Yeah, I would say for me, <laughs> absolutely. With any family company, it's so paramount that you work out the roles and responsibilities ahead of time so that everyone knows where they stand. Um, we were, we fortunately enough did that early on, you know, uh, sort of laid out the responsibilities of each of our siblings and what they were in charge of. And by doing that, we had a, a very clear hierarchy. And part of it was just, it was the family hierarchy just by age held rank. over, <laughs> you know? Mostly. But um, no, it's, it, you know, we are, are um, what well, we were up against, really, with our dad's health, the younger kids. So as us older kids came together, because um, it was in the beginning. But you guys were, how old were you at the time when you started? 22 like, and 19? I was yeah. 19. Wow. You know, and, and yeah, we, we've had, you know, our drag out fights and yelling at each other at late night making products and stuff. But we've really grown up alongside the business to become, um, you know, professionals, you know, but the, in those early days, you're just kids. It's only you in the, in the kitchen with each other. You're working late night hours. You're demoing, you know, there's arguing just like siblings would have. But as you know, we really have always put, um, what was best for, perfect bar first because that would take care of our family ultimately so all pride aside all opinions aside um we really tried to you know move forward and grow up and be professional um but yeah it didn't come without the awkward turkey time at mom's house you know we've we've had definitely um you know our tough times with our siblings as we didn't see eye to eye in certain things or or different siblings will go through burnout you know they we've been doing this a long time you get burned out you want to step aside for a while um and maybe you're not ready to admit that well let's talk about it you know we just really force conversation and and i think growing up in such tight quarters on that bus and motorhome i'm telling you years and years of our lives sleeping end to end in a bus bench you know mm-hmm. how to get along sure. with people and also how do you handle the growth you know, like in any business, you go through growth stages and hyper growth and you guys are a huge company. My guess, and you don't have to comment, but like north of a hundred, like hundred million, like huge, huge company. And like you go through stages, like certain, impl- certain members of the team are good during this stage, not so good in this stage. And that's why teams make You're changes higher. Exactly right. So like, how do you even handle that in a family dynamic? Well, you know, we, when we brought so much on, easier when it's not a family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When we brought on, um, private equity VMG, um, they've been a great partner for us. We had to, we had to clearly just, you know, have a talk with everybody about, okay, here is where we need to be. We're going to be bringing on outside talent. We're going to be bringing on these different VPs that are from general mills and from five hour energy and very talented folks. Um, so we need to be able to work with these folks and, and then at the same time, bring them into our family culture as well and, and try to mesh the two. Um, and it takes the right kind of person from their perspective and ours to be able to make that work. And um, navigating that first year was one of the most emotional because all of a sudden, it, you know, once you have a value put on your company, you inject capital into sure. it, you um, are responsible to your shareholders now. We had never had that before. Really had our first official board meeting only a few years ago um, with these new shareholders. And so, of course, for those looking to, to bring on investors, it is paramount that they're aligned with you sure. personally, that mm-hmm. you like them as people, that you trust them. They understand your missions and clearly. Yeah. So you sit there and, and they're, um, they care about the same things you care about mm-hmm. and they really do 
VMG's terrific. Um, and you see that kind of the, the proofs in the pudding. You see that with and all of the brands that they, they work with. They have to respect that just because your last name is Keith does not give you special privileges, of course. Yeah. You know, and that's where any family business could get into trouble. And, uh, I set the standard early on by saying, listen, if I'm not the CEO, that will give, will get this company to where it needs to be and accomplish its mission. Then we're going to find somebody that will. And by setting that standard as the CEO, all the family has followed. I, I really feel yeah, and said, Hey, I, I'm going to step up as well. Um, or, you know, we're, we're going to do what's best for the brand. Cause you can all only learn as fast as well, right? Like being a director of a, co- a company doing a million dollars in sales is a lot different than doing 70 million or a hundred million in yeah. sales. And that has happened. Um, that Numerous we've times. had a lot of growth <laughs> happen very quickly for us. And so you can be just fine in your job. And then all of a sudden you're in over your head within 18 months. And so those are tough conversations to have with, with people that joined us early on, um, siblings in those different roles. And so we've just forced a lot of transparency and open communication through our company. Sure. And in some ways that led you know, people needing to move and exit to companies that where they had more growth opportunity sure. or whatnot, and we we want those conversations. We celebrate to be open that, and by the way. And if someone if someone leaves for a better opportunity, we celebrate it. If you're part of our family and you want to further your career outside of us, like we're all about celebrating the wins. But sure as heck, we'll try and keep you. <laughs> no doubt, for sure. So you mentioned burnout, and so how, how do you guys? Which happens to everyone. A lot of people at certain yeah. times. Like, how do you guys view stress, balance, those moments in general? Man, good how luck. do you do it all? Yeah, you know, it's so funny because part of our mission is to have that sort of balance in our life. But good luck. I feel like we, <laughs> I feel like we punted that one several times. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, we really try and make. <laughs> perfect bar offices as comfortable as possible we feed you really well when you work there we keep you hydrated kombucha on tap um we need to keep uh, everybody's juices flowing but you know we i've just become a mom i have an eight month old um bill has two kids so balancing that new dynamic um in the house is is an extra layer i'm getting used to now but I bring her into the office on Fridays and she totes around and rams her little walker into everybody. And, (laughs) you know, we just do our, do our best. And I think it does start with taking care of yourself. You know, like we can get, we, we got away with a lot more when we were younger. Can't get away with it. I mean, heavy on the caffeine. I drank a five hour energy in my day. I hate to admit it, but you, you now look and go, you know, I really do need to take you know, have great use of every moment I'm awake and it's feeding my body well. It's making sure I work out. Um, and you kind of have to eliminate the noise, all the extra stuff, the extra relationships you're trying to build. Like I feel like just staying focused, especially mm-hmm. in this, this phase we're still, still in, um, of real hyper growth for our company and, and having, I'd rather put time into my, um, team members in the office and build those relationships then you know so you kind of have to just pick and choose because there's only so many hours in the day and i really want to make sure like i said we take care of we make a great product and we take care of our people yeah, i think what motivates me just real quick is i i'm very quickly to remember um the times of my dad pulling out a dollar out of his wallet because he had one dollar left you know and he said okay what are we going to do now and I love that he's so open with you about yes. that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like for a lot of men thought like there, there's this like there's this pressure to be, you know, I'm the dad. I've got everything under control. Don't mm-hmm. worry about mm-hmm. finances. I feel like that, especially we're talking 20, 25 years no ago, like different world back then. Like mm-hmm. wellness wasn't uh, wellness wasn't what, what it was today. Mm-hmm. Um, but being we never vulnerable were, as a parent yeah. wasn't what it yeah. is Absolutely. today. So like your dad was pioneer in so many ways. It's, you know, it's a really good point. But we he definitely said it with knew. total confidence. He said it like, he, he yeah. said it like it was a game. You know, it was like, we've got one dollar. We've got a half a tank of gas. What should we do, kids? We've got some jarred supplements in the back of the bus and we're sitting there like, Holy cow, like this, you know, as the older kids were, were, but never, never too worried. We never worried because somehow he's like, all right, let's book a lecture at Janice's house and we'll head that did, way. Did you and guys then ever we'll... talk to him about that later in life? Like, you know, dad, did you really like, I did. What did you really think? Absolutely. I, I talked to him. I spoke with him, um, about all the opportunities that he gave away. 
um, you know, supplement businesses in such that he never, other folks took these business plans and ideas and made multi-millions off it. And he, his whole philosophy was, Bill, praise God, the good information is getting out. Wow. You know, and that was, and he really was, he really was. And, um, for us, it taught us a lot. It taught us more to be not the almighty dollar driven that, that is just so lackluster, um, and to be more mission driven and to find out what really matters. I think he, he had a true belief that material things, if you had material things, it could change who you were. And I think that was by his early experiences in life. So he like, he made a conscious effort to not own anything. And, um, you know, so So how, how do you, well, I have two questions. I'm going to go back to the burnout thing and just like, what do you guys do when you, cause every entrepreneur, myself mm-hmm. included, it's like when you hit a wall, when you're just like at the, you have those moments, you're like, fuck, mm. yeah. like what, what do you do for, you know, do you have a self-care routine? Do you mm-hmm. meditate? Do you go for a run? Do you just say like, I need to get the fuck out of here for a couple <laughs> hours? Like, what do you guys do when you have those moments? Cause those I, moments are very real and they absolutely. occur. Absolutely. Absolutely. For me, I'll, I'll extend my times without, and my wife, when she hears this show, she totally knows about this. She'll say, Bill, it's time to take a vacation, you know, and I'll, I'll reach my points where, to your point, it's just like, darn it, man, I've had, I, I have just been going for too long, and I've reached my end, and she she won't take a no as an answer, regardless <laughs> of what presentation's coming up or you know, what meeting or whatever it is. They've been together for 10 years, by the way, married Mm -hmm. in their early twenties. And and let me just say, she's a big reason why we're here. Bill would Um, say when he was, when we shared the same, uh, same wallet back in the day in the early business days, um, it all kind of came from the same place. He'd take her out on dates or he'd do, and he's like, Lee, this is an investment for the company. (laughs) She kept telling me. She kept me under control. (laughs) He'd get, get a wife to feed him well and, and emotionally support him. And so, um, I was like, Oh geez. But you know what? It was actually a great investment. I love him. It it, it helped balance me and just motivated me to just. You know, he's like, Lee, unless, unless you want, I'm like, no, okay, let's get you a wife. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we, Bill and I have gone through different phases throughout the last 13 years and we could probably name those different times where, you know, you saw me just a little bit less at the office or maybe I left a little early or I'd take a Friday or two and in the, in the commitment, the full focus wasn't there sitting at the table and we were really open about that. But thank God, I, you know, we had each other and our siblings. Our sister Sharice works in operations, oh. and she's just the glue that she, makes the world go round. An unbelievable person. I don't know that she's actually ever had a burnout phase. She's unbelievable. She's younger than us, though, so she's got more energy. But, um, you know, we we were able to lean on each other and pick up the slack, you know, and and kind of ebb and flow back and forth from one another. The so beauty those, of a family business, yeah. to your point, we were able to give each other breaks. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you and, have any go-to wellness practices? Oh, yoga for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, um, now I go to a personal trainer after the baby. I'm trying to, like, make the most of my time. Um, but, you know, yoga practice and going on jogs. I have my routine. I have to go on this two-mile walk with my baby and my dog and my husband. We just sit and talk about the day. We try and make sure that happens every day. Um, and, you know, cutting back on coffee and substituting instead for green tea, just trying to... You no, know, black coffee with the perfect bar is pretty mm. good. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's so no good. doubt. Yeah, but sitting there and kind of resetting our, our, um, you know, intentions and our goals in our household with my husband, you know, all right, let's, it's a slippery slope to kind of cheating on your eating or pushing the limits, but man, you feel different when you really button up your diet and, and make sure that six days out of the week you're eating really well. Right. Yeah. So how do you guys define success as a mission driven company, a family company and Obviously, a, a company that has private equity and investors and, you know, their expectations. So how do, how do yeah. you define success? So we define success and, and I'll give a quick story. Um, we, we had a little child right in who's going through, um, some extensive therapy and, had an, uh, eating, disorder. Had an eating disorder, exactly. And her doctor 
prescribed or just wrote a note for Perfect Bar. And because of that, she wrote in and she said how we helped change her life. And we get these a lot. These are not just one-offs. People, um, our bar is very personal. Uh, food is a very personal thing. And people look forward to this. And so we get a lot of energy from that. And so here's how it correlates to what our overall mission is. That's what we want to do on a bigger level. And we we see this big vision of being able to be in every household in America um, and being the fresher option snack because we're finding that humans are snacking more. Things are only getting faster. Um, the conventional meal structure is not as easy as it was. Um, so we want to provide different eating opportunities and snack and create this fresh snacking destination in retailers across the country and eventually worldwide. Um, so, so for us, we measure success on how many people we can affect. Um, and at the same time, looking at our ingredients and we're constantly perfecting our ingredients and we have this level to where when we say like the bar is perfect, well, it's perfect to us. And let's see if it's perfect for you because perfect can be a very judgmental statement. And what we mean by saying perfect is find your own perfect. Right. You know, go on that own journey, try the different flavors and see what works for you. And so for me, I, I really get a kick out of just continuing to explore different ingredient options. And, um, so that's part of it is continuing to improve the bar. I mean, we've, we've made a lot of adjustments over the years and we, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where we're saying the bar is, bar is perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a constant evolution. Well, and I, I love being in this industry of natural and organic products. Um, you know, it's a, it's, um, an incredible group of like-minded individuals and companies that are really trying to make a difference on people's lives. It's, it's our dad's passions to a greater level. Um, and so being in this business, I, I know I'll do it until the day I die. Um, just wanting to continue innovating and offering, um, being able to keep up with p- people's busy lives, but be that healthy alternative at an affordable price. And so now as we look at the mission of our company or the, the, you know, really what matters, we, we, we say we're a triple bottom line organization caring about our people, our planet and our profits, right? The profits will come if you care about your people and your planet. So, um, you know, we've through this massive growth have really stepped back and I've led that charge with our director of HR and our marketing team to really continue supporting our employees and making sure that their, um, their personal goals in life align with their professional goals at Perfect Bar. And like Bill said, maybe that means they leave the company at some point, but we're always really saying, Hey, we're here to support you. This is just a part of your life. Sure. This should be just an extension of your journey. Um, and we're so honored that you're putting part of your life and time into building our family's mission and sharing in that mission with us. So we really try and take a real loving approach mm-hmm. at our team. Even the constructive stuff, even the, hey, you're not pulling your weight mm-hmm, and, sure. and mm-hmm. we're not so stoked on seeing you here much longer. We've also had those conversations. Um, and then, you know, continuing to, um, of course, make a quality product. But now outside of that, as we are reaching millions of people, we have um, kind of some dollars that we can move around. We have some creative partnerships we can create. We're re- really leaning in on our philanthropic work and really our connectiveness to the community. Um, and we we actually just last year launched a, a mandatory, we don't use that word really anywhere in the company with our employees, but we launched a mandatory volunteer program where um, we ask on our dime, on paid time, um, our employees to give 20 hours to community service a year. Um, so we set up events together. Um, for example, we partner with the Monarch School in downtown San Diego. It's a school for sure. homeless children. And our team will go in there and make them Thanksgiving or help them in their garden program, um, you know, weeding through their vegetable garden. And my, man, oh, man, think about getting your employees who are stuck in the weeds. They're stuck in front of spreadsheets. They're not aligned on certain ideas. There's some rifts in the office, as there will be with passionate, driven people. 
get them out of their heads, out of their office, and sit there and look at, um, you know, go, get down right in the community mm-hmm. to those dirty. who are sure. less fortunate and go, you need to be really appreciative. Like, it it creates a culture of gratitude. I love that. Um, we have it on our wall. I love that, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, we've taken pictures all over your That's office. That's great, yeah. I'm going to steal some of these um, beautiful <laughs> um, backdrops, but... Um, it really, yeah, you can write, oh, we're, we're, you know, a company full of gratitude. No, no, no. Like it gets planted in your heart mm-hmm. when you, you know, and I really implore a lot of companies. It's not expensive, mm-hmm. you know, take a half day Friday once a quarter and get your team out of the office and go, you know, we stuff backpacks for Feeding America and we deliver them to schools and you see these little faces getting all excited about their perfect bar. That's why. You know, for us to just give back and contribute in some way, in a mm-hmm. positive way, um, whether it be through food or our time, um, that's where we're at a size now that you can lift your head mm. up a bit from, no you know, the crazy and go, wait, we, ha- we have the opportunity to, to really make an impact. We just want to do more of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the results of growing a business, sure. right, is you can have a greater impact. And so... You know, I, there's not really a financial goal that we're trying to reach. I mean, it's like do whatever we can do, whatever that ends up being. Well, starting out in our business, you know, Bill and I were like, if we sold a million bars, yeah. you know, oh my gosh, exactly. mom had a, would have a cool house and everybody would be fine. And we knew, you know, through our margins, okay, that's our goal. And then we sold a million bars. We're like, oh, what's next? Okay, 10 million bars. Okay, what's next? And, and now it's not, <laughs> You know, no, it's, not, yeah. it's not a revenue number anymore because our family is taken care of. We want to make sure our people are equally mm-hmm. taken care of. Um, but now it's it's more than that. We have a responsibility our with our community in San Diego, with the communities around each of our employees across the United States. Um, I think we employ people in maybe 20 states across the U.S. Um, so our kind of have a footprint there. But then now it's our retail partners. You know, in every – in especially in this industry, such you know, really – passion-driven companies, organizations, retail partners, they want to give back. It's just a matter of facilitating it sometimes. So um, that's that's where the fun partnerships happen Mm -hmm. is when we can go to a retailer or a like-minded brand and really do cool things within a community. Um, That's the fun stuff. And I mentioned earlier sustainability. For us, we we already in a lot of ways, we're project verified non-GMO, USDA organic. Um, We have certain certifications, but for us, we're going to focus our marketing efforts over the next 18 months to help um, write down what we're already doing and really be able to share that to to encourage other brands to do the same um, and and to, you know, just show Deliver our own team. Yeah, yeah, show our own team what we're already doing and then be able to kind of draw a line and go, here's the line, here's where we are, now let's do better. Because right. you, you can't improve on what you're not measuring. And we're not actively as good as we could be measuring our sustainability efforts. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a real focus of ours as well. So you mentioned growth of natural and organic industry, which is um, very exciting. Uh, there's a lot of innovation happening, and there's, there's also stuff happening that's not that innovative, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And so if you think in terms of categories, uh, ingredients, what do you think is a fad? Mm-hmm. And then what do you think is a trend that has legs? Gosh, I would say, I would say a fad right now would be, I'm always a little wary of the extreme diets. So mm-hmm. for me, while I can see some of the benefits in heavy keto diets, I'm, I believe more in moderation myself, um, and a more better for you type diet. So I think keto's super big right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't see it sustaining. And of course I could be wrong. Um, you know, I didn't see bone broth having the legs that it did, and bone broth has really taken off, and it continues to grow, and I don't see that laying up anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, so I would say that. I would say the trend, well, quite quite honestly, uh, bone broth right now is a huge trend and growing very fast, uh, especially with Ancient Nutrition and some of these other companies. Um, you see pea protein you know, and, and that really taking off. Um, I think a, a, a trend that we battled a few years ago was the low-fat trend. You know, mm-hmm. we were, we launched right during the Atkins era, and, you know, we had to address it head-on with education, low-carb, mm-hmm. low yeah. and we were a 
you know, fat filled, will fill you up, nut butter, full meal mm-hmm. bar. Um, nut butter has fat and it's, you know, from almond butter, that's a healthy, you know, so now seeing even the FDA move on, you know, salmon What's and avocado and definitions of, of healthy fats is exciting. I think we're dealing with that now with sugar. Um, not all sugars created equal. Um, we are low glycemic. Um, product extremely low in the glycemic mm-hmm. index because we're paired with those healthy fats and the protein. Um, so now addressing that in the same way with education, I think low sugar, it should be a, a, a goal of consumers mm-hmm. to eat less sugar, but also it's more Being aware what, of what which sugar sugars you're eating, right. um, especially. And so sugar education and, and, and seeing that there are different types of sugar out there. Mm-hmm. We use organic honey low glycemic um, people don't immediately understand what that means just like they didn't know there were different types of fats um, that's that's a trend that we're addressing now um, and by all means I want consumers to eat less refined sugar of course um, so yeah that's so where do you where do you think food is going like where mm-hmm. do you see you know I go to I've been going on Expo West for like 10 years like yeah. and I've seen Seen it all. Like, where, yeah, where, where do you think that, where do you think we're going to be in a year from now, three years from yeah. now? Like, what's, what's like not on trend yet or mm-hmm. interesting where you're saying like, oh, this, or this is where I think the category is going as a whole? Yeah. I think, I think here's some trends that are here to say. A, snacking continues to grow. Um, fresh snacking, perimeter items. I mean, our set specifically is growing tremendously. Um, I would also say more perimeter items. I mean, some of the traditional items, um, I feel like there's been so much me too type products at Expo West or in Expo East and these different trade shows. And, um, so for the future, you're only going to see the perimeter grow. You're only going to see snacking grow. Um, as, as far as specific products, um, I, th- I think that turmeric or maca or collagen, I think these are going to become more mainstream. Like, I think mm-hmm. those are here to stay, as did pomegranate even. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's a stretch, but um, I think we're even finding it with our everyday target shoppers. They'd mm-hmm. understand the benefits sure. of turmeric was in a perfect bar. That wasn't happening yeah, five years no ago. No um, so, and the health benefits are are true and real. And so I think those, I hope, will... Um, continue rising up and becoming yeah. more mainstream because a lot of times you wouldn't advertise um, even um, different legumes or grains mm-hmm. or things like that on the front of pack because people didn't recognize the name name of it. But a sure. lot of that's, that's changing. changing, no doubt. Um, bone broth protein. Yeah. I mean, man, has it exploded recently? Some of the numbers are outrageous. Um, and, and I don't see that going away. And Collagen too. The co- absolutely. Yeah. And the different bars and all the subsets of each one of those. Um, yeah, but, no, but probably above all plant-based, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that'll continue <clears throat> as, uh, innovation and technology, um, pairs up. Um, well, you know, I, I think what's tough about whether it be a vegan diet or a plant-based diet five, ten years ago is you had to substitute a lot of your proteins with highly processed, mm-hmm. uh, foods mm-hmm. to get, to get there. You know, it, soy, you know, like it's going out of style soy with tofu and, yeah. you know. Soy is definitely taking a dive for and sure. So now seeing new technologies, you know, come at play with like perfect day and the dairy department, you know, there's just some interesting things going on to make it tastier and more mainstream, which is great. You know, and in Perfect Bar, we balance somewhere in the middle. Our base product, yes, has organic milk and egg. It's very important. Project verified. If For us, if you are going to eat any kind of milk or dairy or meat, um, just really pay attention to um, how it's sure. uh, grown or mm-hmm. sourced. Um, and... You know, that, that's one that we handle very delicately, but to offer up, to keep up with this, you know, I don't even think trend anymore, but plant paste, um, being important, try and eat more plants, right? right. Yeah. So where's perfect bar going to be? Like, you know, your, your mission is very broad, even though the brand is called perfect bar. Mm-hmm. I can see you doing skews that aren't bars. Like where my, my head went, I was like, these guys should do cookie dough. <laughs> no doubt. Cookie dough in that. Like, well, that's, so like, that what do you, what discussion. are you guys thinking? Like, how do you, what could you say or not say? Yeah. Like, what's next? Where do you see the well, brand evolving? So we have two. Or what wouldn't you do also? Some, oh, what yeah. wouldn't we do? Okay. Or what would you do and what wouldn't you do? Yeah. I would say 
we really like our fresh refrigerated um, snacking areas. I don't really see us making a dry bar or a shelf staple item. Um, but what does that leave? I mean, you have you have drinks, you have desserts, you have cookie dough type items, you have different eating occasions, and I mean, there is a ton of different snacks and dessert options that have our core ingredients. And let me just tell you, and I'm not going to give anything away, but... You can give a little bit. Feel free to give a little bit away. <laughs> well, hey, come to Expo East because we're launching a new platform in Expo, Expo East. And then and then Expo West followed, followed up by. will be an extremely different new platform. Um, and expanding our brand past bars, as you said, um, in Perfect Snacks is a trademark that we have. I'm not sure where that'll live on PAC or on our website, um, but eventually the umbrella brand being Perfect Snacks. And under that, we have uh, the trademark different. for all different types of eating occasions and platforms. Um, so You're we, making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so we really would hope that we'd hit multiple parts of your day in different types of variety, whether it's sweet and salty or crunchy or, um, breakfast, lunch, you know, dinner, breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, and, and snacking. Well, breakfast absolutely. is totally like built for snacking now. It really like, is. It's not really. Who eats a full breakfast right. with the whole <laughs> eggs and toast? I mean, that's gone. We'd love for you to pantry load your product with perfect snack products and, or, or pantry load your fridge with perfect snack products and, and they're portable. We're, you can take us with you for a week on the go. So we always make sure any products we innovate have a few days ambient shelf life so they can have that portability. Um, cause snacking is on the go Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know we really want to stay focused in the in the near term uh, to being committed to being gluten-free as well as making sure the prop it's offering protein as a key proposition um, Mm -hmm. because we need more protein in our diet so I love that. And mm-hmm. of course, those dad's, dad's supplements in there. Although we don't have the, um, eggshell that used to be in the <laughs> yeah, bar or the, liver. the beef liver or the beef <laughs> spleen powder. Dad wow. had some, dad was old school when it came to, uh, when That's it true. came to the superfoods. We had to take some of those out. Yeah. So what keeps you up at night and what has you excited in the morning? So for me, it's being able to make and handle the growth and operations. I mean, we've, you know, fortunately have had tremendous growth these past couple of years, unbelievable growth. And, um, it's a lot of demand on our operations department and our facilities across the country. Um, so it's, it's sourcing and finding these quality ingredients because we're very particular about our ingredients that we use. Um, uh, you know, the timing of these things hitting, you know, the manufacturing doors and making product just in time for these retailers. I mean, that sure. it, it is a lot to think about and it, it really is what keeps me up at night. As far as, um, what gets me excited, I think, I think what gets me excited more than anything is just all of the opportunities that lie ahead. You know, we, we're reaching this era where retailers are coming to us and saying, Hey, now that you've proven this set, fresh snacking, we're going to make this a destination in the store and we need more items to innovate and we need for you to, um, you know, just be creative. And, and I, that's where I'm, a, I'm a, I love food and I love, um, trying different innovation concoctions and my wife is a great foodie and so she'll she actually made our almond bar and she made a few flavors of our bars and um so that that's what gets me excited is that we're called to now be more innovative than ever and uh and and it really gets the creative juices flowing yeah what about you besides your four-year-old daughter and two-year-old son right that gets you up in the morning oh no doubt (laughs) doubt. so cute um I mean, to mirror what he said about, you know, our growth, it's, it's, uh, taking care of our team members across the company. We're responsible for 110 or so households and, and their lives. You know, I know that we have certain targets in the near term and we have goals in the long term, but in the end, it's just peanut butter. We're just, we're just living, you know, like we really try and take a deep breath sometimes and say, Hey, we're sometimes we do need to run part of a marathon at a sprint pace. We all get that. That's kind of where we are today, mm-hmm. you know, with some of our team meetings. But, um, in the long term goals, you guys, like we're here to make sure that you enjoy your job. You feel inspired. 
um, you feel that you're making a positive impact on the world and you feel balanced. You have time to spend with your family. You have time to um, have your own health and wellness routines. And we bring yoga instructors into the office and we have run clubs mm-hmm. that we'll do and just really try and through the chaos that a lot of companies, like at our inflection points in recent years, um, it, that can become really lost. Um, and you're looking at a top line revenue number or you're chasing an EBITDA target. No, you know what? We've been doing this a long time. We've been doing sure. this 13 years and I plan on doing it for 25 more, you know, and so let's, let's also pace ourselves. Um, so that's definitely something that I want, uh, that I'm, you know, focused on. And then, and then, yeah, well, it gets me up in the morning. It's my eight month old daughter. <laughs> they, they she's been waiting. I need to get some blackout curtains mm-hmm. on her room because she's waking up with the sun these yeah, days. No doubt. That's what they do. <laughs> so, uh, no, but it's, it's wonderful. So last question, if you could go back in time and give yourself advice when you first started the business, what advice would that be? Um, for me, it would be ask questions. We reinvented the wheel, I mean, throughout our young life over and over again. I wish I could go back and tell myself, man, go find a mentor and don't reinvent the wheel and don't make it so damn hard on yourself. <laughs> I mean, holy crap, we made it so hardly, you know? Mm-hmm. Those early years, it just seems like... Um, we were alone. That's what we felt like. We, when really, we there is actually like we a lot alone. of other people. And you know what? There's folks like us that want to help young entrepreneurs. I mentor several um, young entrepreneurs and their startups and... Um, it's part of the cycle of life and, and it would have saved us so much time and energy if I would have asked. I'd say don't yell at your little brother so much. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know, I, um, yeah, maybe it sounds cliche, but it's going to be worth it because, and it's, and it's more than you could ever imagine. It's not just how many bars we've sold for our own personal pride, sharing our family recipe. Yeah, it's really cool. But the, the actual change and effect that you can make in millions of households, um, helping them in their personal goals, getting their kids' tummies filled up on the way to soccer practice. You know, we've had little diabetic, you know, quadruplet girls who are diabetic write in and say they eat a half a cranberry crunch bar as their dessert um, from the parents telling us that. Like ways that... It has brought tears to my eyes, these, these fan letters, right? And, mm-hmm. and just sharing how it makes such an impact on their lives, just making these peanut butter bars. Like, mm-hmm. I know we also say, hey, it's just peanut butter, everybody, but it's a lot more than that. And, uh, um, yeah, stick with it because it'll, it's going to turn into something really cool. That's what I tell. Good things are coming. Yeah. To quote Grandma's boy. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Bill, Lee. Thank you. For having really us. a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you.